Hello from Barcelona to and welcome to episode number 63 of The Space in Between. And yeah, I'm here on a journey, which I'm going to share a bit more about in our talk today. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm, there's a lot going on in, in Nomadland, Barcelona, Hudson Valley. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this month we have lots happening. Uh, we're going to do our first Instagram challenge February 10th through the 14th. So you can go over to Nomad Always at Home's uh, Instagram and learn more about the details and how you can participate and maybe even win some cool things by participating. And if you are in the Hudson Valley, we have our next Move Into Breath, that's Movement 109 and Breathwork uh, on Valentine's Day. So a really beautiful gift to yourself for the practice of self-love. That's coming up on February 14th from six to nine at Bar Body and Soul. And then that weekend, we'll have another round of Movement 109's facilitator training, which will be that weekend and then the following weekend, we have our tribe training, our training for uh, yoga, the tools of yoga, integrating into the military community. So that is the weekend of February 22nd and 23rd. So lots happening. We're continuing our Movement 109 online course, Who Are You Becoming? That will be going on. Actually, we're wrapping it up next week. So we'll start another one again after we get back from Bali. So Bali, we're, we have... A couple more spots just for the week retreat that's happening March 1st through the 7th. So if you are still kind of eyeing that, we only have a couple more spots left. So yeah, come join us. Uh, the special pricing is up on the website for that just those seven days. And what is happening in here? We're going to talk about, we're continuing these talks uh, to line up with the Movement 109 who are you becoming course because I thought that that was really helpful not only for the participants but for you if you're not participating you can still get a lot out of the work that we're doing there um, alongside us and then maybe next time you'll join us right the the little extra perk of joining is that you get part of the private Facebook group and you get videos that come to you weekly and journal prompts and, um, and then also get to be a part of the community with our, our weekly calls to, you know, talk about the intention for the week and then also connect with others in the group on, you know, what's happening. And, and so um, that's probably going to start up again in April, but you can dive into this course with us today as we continue our talk. And like I said before, we're wrapping up next week and I thought where to start is kind of looking back at how we've gotten to where we are and and then looking forward so um this is a six-week course and what's been happening is we're looking at uh, each week where we have a new intention for the week and this is somewhat aligned with our subtle body the chakra system if you know much about that i'm not going to go too deeply into that today today but you can just know that we're we're lining this up with the different elements to work our way towards this space of liberation right to really feel free in our own skin and be liberated and embracing who who you are and who you are want to become. Uh, but alongside that, what we've been doing is pulling um, Kim Cran's 
the unknown uh, archetype cards, which are really beautiful cards. Go out and get them if you're if you're into oracle cards. And I've been pulling one for each week um, as we go to just help us get a little clear to go to to go even deeper, I should say, not even um, to get clear, but really even to go deeper and with the clarity. Um, so. I'm going to share the card that I pulled this week, but I wanted to do a quick kind of recap of where we've come from. So the first week we started with our the seed, right? And so we but we looked back at the 10 years. So we I did a meditation at the very beginning of the the year, taking us back to 10 years ago and the little seeds that were planted then and then looking at here and now, the seeds that we might be planting here and now for 10 years out or be you know even, you know, more recent future or even beyond that. So, setting that intention of what seeds do you want to plant? And and then we looked at the second week, the mother, this idea of creating without the death grip, right? Being able to have that freedom, allow that creation to come into life, but then without having this idea of like having to control the outcome, right? Having the expectation. So this comes with patience. And so we looked at that and, you know, how can we have these dreams, these seeds that we are planting without having to stare at it every day and, and you know, expecting it to be a certain, a certain way, just allowing it to grow into what it wants to be. And then the week after that, we looked at the empty room. Yeah, that was the empty room card where usually in the space in our subtle body, we're taking action, we're moving forward. You know, we have our intentions, we're, we're taking, the, taking the steps to get there, but we got the empty room. We were actually did a bit of a meditation here on the podcast of clearing away the space. Yeah, making space to kind of see what the energy is. Because sometimes when we have all of this furniture in the room, all these different ideas and thoughts and old patterns, we we lose sight of the seed that we we once planted, right? We become hoarders. All of the the piles of newspapers are all around, and we can't really see clearly what it is that we had set out to do. So we took all that space, and again, it was this space of patience. And then last week we looked at the bardo, right? The space in between, which aligns with this podcast, right? Being in the space in between. So we, after we took out all of the furniture in our room, right? All of the clutter, we just simply walked forward. We left it be, we walked away from that old life. Even though we cleared the space, we kind of walked out of the entire building to the next thing, right? So our transition from what was behind us to the unknown, going deeper into the unknown um, with grace, right? And again, it comes with patience. And and then we also kind of looked last week of, you know, the stages of the bardo and having, uh, there is within the space of the bardo, this uh, second stage was the emptying, right? And then it came into presence. And then that fourth stage being joyful in the presence, right? Not just looking at what is, but actually having the space of joy of the present moment. And so this week, uh, what I pulled as we're moving up into um, our place of communication, right in our subtle body, I thought it was interesting because I pulled the card of the unseen. And I feel that the unseen is 
intuitively I just thought, oh, unseen, it's, you know, receiving messages from beyond, not seeing them. But I, the more I read about it, and I'll read you the card so that you can contemplate it too, I really could hear the way of, of communication here. And so I'll share with you now the unseen, the spirit, the ancestor, the eternal. The unseen is just as it sounds. We cannot see it, yet it sees us, watching and waiting with wisdom both kind and instructive. We feel this presence, sense it, intuit it, and then doubt its existence, though it rallies our attention time and time again. The energy of the unseen may come in many forms, a compelling dream, a sudden insight, a clear voice, a vision, or message from a loved one who has passed on to the other side. It is natural to fear these communications as they challenge our perception of what is real. When this card appears, your guides are near. The eternal is present. The doorway between worlds is ajar. Listen. The sounds may seem as though they come from a distant land but they call from your innermost chambers. Yeah, so I, there's so many ways I wanted to explore this today in terms of, again, the unseen, hearing these different messages, right, from within ourselves, from beyond, um, how we communicate them, right? How do we take these messages and communicate out and as it as it's our truth how do we hear other people's truths right what is not being spoken what is not being seen that's kind of where i want to look at it today um but also i wanted to kind of explore so in the cards she also kind of gives you little suggestions on how to go a little deeper and so she suggested to look at the three fates and I thought this was really interesting because the three fates comes from the Greek and the Roman mythology of these three different goddesses, these older goddesses who are um, basically weaving our life, are in charge of our the fate, right? Our faith, fate rather. So we have the three different goddesses. One, Clotho, which is she's the one who spins our feet. She's the one at our birth is spitting this beautiful weaving together our tapestry of life. And then we have, and I might be butchering it, but Lachesis, who is the dispenser, right? She's the one who's putting it out there. She is part of, she's kind of like you want to think of her along our journey, yeah, of life. And then Atropos, she's the one who cuts the thread at the end of it, right? Our death. And so we can kind of look at these different ways. And I and the reason why I wanted to just tap on that a little bit was because in our last week we looked at the Bardo and how the Bardo was this transition of of death to rebirth, right? This this space in between and how everything is a common thread. Everything is threaded through right? All of our lives, our many lives. And so I thought it was really interesting how here we are again looking at 
this tapestry of life. But instead, so the bardo, I, we can think of it as, you know, the collective thread. And this one is kind of like our own little tapestry, right? So we can zoom in on our little life as opposed to the many lives, right, um, within the bardo. So um, just something to contemplate, yeah. And in the card, you know, she talks a lot about, you know, fearing these communications, um, listening to the sounds that may be uh, as though they come from a distant land, but they're still, comes, the calls come from right within our chamber. And so as I said before, when we're looking at the throat chakra, our way of communicating, voicing our truth, hearing others, I really wanted to kind of zoom in on this idea of, you know, what is being spoken? What is being seen, right? What is being unspoken, unexpressed? What is being unseen, right? To take us a little further inward, right? Are there things that you are trying to hide from others? Are there things that you are trying to hide from yourself? And I, I came across this, um, this, this talk, this kind of Dharma talk or sermon, I'm not sure how he would word it, lecture, I guess, um, by John O'Donohue. And he talks of, he contemplates this idea of the great mysteries um, of ourselves, right? How we are the only ones who have never been able to see our actual face. Yeah, we can see it in the mirror, we can take pictures, but we never actually experience our own face as it is. How mirrors and pictures, they can distort in many different ways and give us, you know, untruths, right? So our face is unseen. It's, un, it's not communicated to us. Um, and then he also talks about this other mystery is our thoughts. We can't cut open our head and, you know, find those thoughts. Right? And we're sharing, we, we have them within ourselves, so we can't even experience looking at the thoughts. And a lot of times we're not sharing our thoughts with the outer worlds. A lot of it is happening with our inner worlds. And so again, we can kind of look at this uh, in terms of the different ways that we are expressing ourselves, but not even being able to see it, right? We have these thoughts, but we don't actually experience how always, yes, yeah, sometimes, but we're not always conscious of how we're expressing it. And I'm not what I mean by that is um, not just the way we're speaking, but there are because of the way we have these different thought patterns. We might be expressing our truth, our thoughts, in ways that we aren't even conscious of it, through our body language, um, through the inflection of our voice, different ways that we might not be seen for ourselves right um just energetically how we walk into the room or not even our body language but just carrying those thoughts and how they expand out how we are expressing it through our face we don't even get to see the look on our own face when we're having certain thoughts so again these are things that might be unseen to ourselves and maybe unseen by others but there is this kind of energetic exchange that is being unseen, right? But being connected in some way, we're, we're communicating in some way. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting to kind of to think of that. And I've thought about that before too, of, wow, I'm, I have never seen my face. <laughs> 
you know, people reflect it back to me. Oh, you look good today. Or, oh, you're, you have such a bright smile or your eyes. And, but we have never really experienced that for ourselves. We can get those little glimpses, but we also have, thank goodness for filters, right? These different filters to kind of create this illusion of what, what we want other people to see, right? So that being, again, unseen, unspoken. Um, so just some ideas in terms of how we can look at the unseen, the unspoken. And, you know, here I am in Barcelona in, you know, a beautiful place where I have, as I shared before, I've been feeling called here, you know, probably 10 years ago, it was really interesting because when we did that meditation um, at the beginning of the year, right, to take us into this new decade, um, I was looking at how 10 years ago was the first time I came here to Barcelona and I had been feeling called towards it prior to that. But then things shifted where I didn't feel, because I thought that when I was being called that I was going to move here in some way, not even setting foot here yet, but I just thought, oh, I don't know why, but I have this feeling that I'm going to live here. But then things shifted in my life and I kind of put that dream off to the side. And now here it's resurfaced in some way, 10 years later, right? That seed, that plant, that little seed that was planted didn't really give it much water, but I came back around to it. And here I am in Barcelona, just kind of seeing if that seed wants to grow in some way. Um, but here I am again, not really knowing the language yes i've studied spanish a bit i can i can understand a good amount my communication outward could be worked on a bit um but also i'm looking at and i'll talk a little bit more about this too of the body too of how we communicate too uh so i wanted to look at that because i was gosh i've been by myself for a week and just observing you know being in this place where i don't fully communicate um, like I normally do with others, right? I, I was a, such an observer. I was looking and, and my kind of my mantra this week for myself was, you know, what am I not seeing? Let me be open to what I'm not seeing. And so I kind of want to share a bit with you on that today so that you can maybe bring that to your own regular daily life. Yeah, you don't have to go to a foreign country and not know the language and feel kind of out of sorts, but you could just take some of these ideas that I'm sharing today and contemplate for yourself. Um, so where do we want to start? Well, I kind of want to go back to the weeks behind us as I recapped earlier and again just sort of paint a little bit of a picture I just started to do that but I want to paint a little bit more of a picture so that you have an understanding and then we'll apply it to some uh, observations that I've made uh, here while I've been here and then how that can apply to your life so as I said before in terms of the seeds um, I had planted that about 10 years ago yeah give or take a few months also alongside that was Movement 109. In fact, I'm really excited because we're gonna to be together on February 14th for Move Into Breath. Movement 109 will be holding our, our event, which is exactly to that day, our 10 year anniversary. So 10 years on February 14th, 
we we uh, debuted a dance company called Movement 109, or I did, I should say. And I had a really beautiful evening of performances. Actually, we had two shows that day on Valentine's Day. And I had a bunch of friends who I had danced with. They, I choreographed a number of pieces and they performed them. My husband at the time performed as well. He's a musician. And it was a really beautiful event. But it was sort of like my um, Oma, like my goodbye, my farewell to New York City. So I, I moved out of the city later that year and kind of put Movement 109 to the side. And it resurfaced in a different way, as you all know, just about a year and a half ago. Um, coming now to just this movement practice that I'm sharing with you all. So here were these two seeds, yeah, Barcelona and Movement 109 10 years ago, and then they sort of just like perked up again, like, hey, we're coming out of the soil, remember us? I had completely forgotten about it. <laughs> so in a way I had patience, yeah, moving into the mother. Here I had created these two ideas or received these different, um, these different messages, yeah, to, to ask to be born. And, um, and I had some patience in a way, or, or in a way I just kind of put them off to the side. Yeah. Um, but I, I did that where, I, again, I let go of the death grip. That's what we're looking at with the mother, was I had to let go of the death grip. Here I was, you know, really wanted this dream to be in Spain. But I had a husband at the time who wasn't really excited about that idea. My dad had just come back into my life. I wanted to be closer to him, so I put the dream off to the side. Movement 109, same thing too. Here I am outside of the city. The reality of me, you know, having this dance company didn't really make sense, you know. So another dream put off to the side, but time, patience, it came back up to the surface. Yeah, it, it wanted to, those two ideas wanted to be born. I still don't know exactly what they're going to look like or if they're going to become anything else, but they're here. And then here I am, you know, seven years ago, three years after that, I had an empty room. Yeah, everything got cleared out. My, my marriage, my father passed away. Um, it was like life emptying out, taking out all of the furniture. So I started to clear everything out, yeah, seven years ago, and then seeing what was still in that space, which took us into probably the past seven years I've been in the space in between. <laughs> Uh, with Nomad, yeah? So I knew something else wanted to be born. I wasn't sure what that looked like. Didn't really think of those other two things, um, but I needed to set some sort of foundation. And so that's what my bardo was, was walking out. And if you um, have been following Nomad for a while, and I think we still have it in some way, um, there's a drawing. It was actually a picture that I made into, like a pixelated into a drawing of me in Costa Rica just sort of setting out on this journey, yeah? And that was sort of our logo for a while, was just this stepping out into the unknown, walking and just not really know where I'm going. And that is really what has built our community too. Of a lot of people who are drawn to Nomad, they're people who are in search of something, maybe that they are an actual transition in their life, Maybe they want some sort of transition in their life. Maybe they're physically moving, right? Maybe there's a transition into a relationship or out of a relationship. So we have all these different nomads, yeah, in the bardo with us kind of making or these changes. Um, 
And then here, you know, now coming forward, yeah. And and what I found during that time personally, during that space in between the past seven years was I was doing all of this work. And I talked a lot about this last week of just kind of like head down, doing the work, changing the patterns, clearing out my empty, you know, clearing out the empty space even more, even more, even more. And, um, and then just, I feel like I had this break just very recently in the past few months of like, oh, I haven't had joy in my life for a while. And like I said, not like I was completely miserable the past seven years, but I've just been head down doing work. Anybody who knows who's a solo business owner knows it just really takes that much energy and work to do that. But then on top of it, shifting a lot of my personal patterns too on top of that so there has been there's been joy there but there's been a a lot of discipline a lot of crazy discipline so but the past few months uh, I've just been like I need more joy in my life I've got this you know all of these patterns have shifted nomads in a really good space we have lots of ants who are holding space for nomad as I kind of look at what's the next step of what needs to be born. But here I am really with this idea of living in the space of joy, that knowing, really knowing it. My mantra last year was move with joy. That was just like me kind of repattering my my brain, like let's move with joy. Um, but I think at the end of 2019, I was like, oh yeah, it is. Like it became just joy was humming underneath. and And now here I am in this space of you know taking these little adventures to see what's the next thing that wants to be born how where do we want to go next and so moving into where we are right now with the unseen yeah i've been really looking at you know how looking back so i'm kind of looking at what i said before what's not being spoken what's not being seen so looking back at that whole path you know past 10 years, going back to those original seeds, maybe even going further back in some ways, and just looking at all those little breadcrumbs, looking at as um, our uh, Greek god and Roman goddesses have spun our tapestry, right? Kind of looking back at the tapestry and seeing, oh, wow, that's what it is, right? Kind of when we're living it, it's like we're seeing the back of the tapestry, all of the threads, and we're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then we turn it over and we see this beautiful pattern, right? And so that's sort of what we can think of this unseen, moving in from the space of the bardo to the unseen of looking and, and looking behind us and seeing all the patterns, seeing all the breadcrumbs of, ah, oh, that's what's there, this is there, oh, that's why I went through that shit. That was a horrible time, but oh my God, it was so necessary to get to where I am here now or, or because I met that person or this um, job opportunity came to my lap because of this, right? We get to look back. We get to see the unseen now and bring it to light and celebrate it, right? In a lot of ways. So that's where, you know, using my example of my past 10 years and beyond that, uh, how you can start to look at it too in terms of this journey that we've all been on the past five weeks. And I'm so curious to see what happens <laughs> next week. I don't pull the cards until just a couple days before I um, we set the intention so that I can sit with it. But yeah, I'm on the journey too. So it's really cool to see how this is unfolding. So, so that's how you could maybe look at it too, 
when you go back and you look at, you know, this work that we've done together the past five weeks of, you know, looking at your seeds, being the mother, bringing it to life and out with the death grip, you know, what are those things that you did there? Um, how you needed to empty the room or how life did that, right? We called it the rupture. Are you, st what stage of the bardo are you in, right? If you haven't quite gotten out of it, um, right? Because we're moving into the unknown. And then now here you are in the unseen. What, what still needs to be seen? What can you bring to the light? What can you look back and start to recognize that you didn't quite recognize them? So yeah, that's your homework is to kind of look back at all of this. And hmm, where do I go next? I have so many notes for you all this week. It's amazing. Oh, so here, I wanted to share a little bit about what um, I observed this week. Yeah, being here again in Barcelona, there's Spanish, but there's also Catalan. Catalan um, is the the language of the Catalonia region, right? That's where um, that's where Barcelona is in Catalonia. Uh, so there are these different languages, and actually, even beyond that, right? Not just a lot of people speaking Spanish and Catalan, but also French and German. And you're, I mean, you're walking in the streets and you're hearing all these different languages, and it's really beautiful. But it can also be very overwhelming too, right? Because you're like. I don't know. You start to think like, do I even know my own language? <laughs> Actually, I spoke today. I went to have um, falafel at this really wonderful place, Falafel Bowls, if you're ever here, um, in El Barrio. And the man who runs it, he's Syrian, and he was really sweet. He started laughing because he was talking, he was trying to talk to me in English. He was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I used to speak English better, but now I'm learning, right? He's like, my first language is Arabic. I knew English, but now I'm learning Spanish since I've been here. And he's like, and now I don't know how to speak English anymore because he's been trying so hard to work on the Spanish. So it was really, it was just so funny how he was having that moment too, where he was like, I don't know what language I'm speaking. Um, but that's where we can like unfold a little bit and go even deeper. Like if you can't understand the language, what else, it, what other energies, right? You become very aware of what is being unspoken, right? You get to see a lot more. And so the example that I want to share is, you know, um, here I am staying in a, in a family home in Airbnb. Really lovely family. I don't see them too much, but the first couple of times, you know, I saw the mother. She doesn't speak a lot of, she doesn't speak any English. She only speaks Spanish and, um, and I speak again, I can understand a good amount, but um, I wish that I could communicate better. That's what I'll say. Uh, but you know, I really had to pay attention. I was like bright eyed and bushy tailed, like watching her every move, looking at how she was pantomiming things with the with um, the keys, right? How to open the door and how to move the beds if I wanted to. And, you know, so she was speaking to me in Spanish, but also kind of miming things. So I really had to pay attention. I also wanted to pay attention to her inflection. Is she very stern and, you know, has rules in this household or is she very floose and flexible and just warm and loving? So, you know, you're looking at not only hearing the words, whether you speak the language or not, but you're also kind of, if you don't speak the language, looking at their body language even more, right? Listening to their voice in terms of how they're delivering things, right? So it's really something that we kind of take advantage of when we speak 
the native tongue, right? Um, we don't always consciously, we are unconsciously constantly taking in the energy of people. You know, the, on the very subtle level, the unconscious level, we're taking it in, whether we know it or not, we're taking in people's energy when they walk into the space, what kind of energy are they bringing? Um, what is their inflection? Are they saying things, you know, in a really sweet way, but saying like kind of shitty things to us, right? Passive aggressive is what we call it. Um, what's their body language? Are they closed up? Are they open? Right? So there are all these different messages that we might not always be conscious of. So something to think about in terms of what is being unseen, what is being unspoken. And another example that I experienced here too was I was, I went to a tango dance class. Yeah, tango is from Argentina, but um, I really wanted to take some, I just wanted to dance. I've been wanting to dance in lots of different ways and and um, didn't really want to go to yoga class. And so I wanted to, uh, to commu learn how to communicate in a different way. So I signed up for this uh, Argentinian tango class and I found it through Airbnb experiences, thinking, oh, it's gonna be in English and there'll probably be a lot more people like me, you know, speaking English from, you know, America and England and, you know, all over, but usually the common language is English, right? So I went to it and the first class was, yeah, she split it in half. There was like half and half. There were half locals, half Airbnb people like me or, you know, um, non-local people, I'll say. Uh, but then I got invited to stay for the second class. And the second class was all in Spanish and more advanced movement. And I had to really, again, turn up the volume and all of my other senses, what was not being spoken. And then also you have, you're touching people's bodies or bodies are touching you. The men are leading. That was really interesting being, to partner, you know, and I had partnered in the past with dance, but I hadn't done that in a, in a long time. And then to have a whole other, you know, language barrier, right, um, was really quite interesting. You know, every we we rotated around the room. So each, I probably danced with six different men. Yeah, we would do a few steps, we do the same pattern, right, we would learn the step, and we would do it with a different partner. Right? We would do it a few times with one partner and then we move to the next partner. We do the same step, we move to the next partner. So we just did this in circles, yeah. And it was so interesting. Here we are learning the same exact steps, right? Counting it in the same rhythm. Um, but it was such a different experience each time, right? We all had the same intention to do the steps <laughs> um, for the man to lead. Right? But also the women's really leading because they have to read our energy too. Are we ready? Wow. You know, some of them taking bigger steps, some of them taking smaller steps, more, some of them more, um, you know, firmer and um, I don't want to say aggressive, but just more in charge. Some of them a little bit laid back, letting me be in the lead. Some of them um, being a little bit more technical, some of them being more with the breath and letting it just unfold. Yeah, I had one man, I was so in my head trying to remember the steps and he said, you're learning, you're trying to remember the steps, you're trying to recreate what he just taught you, just, just be with me. I was like, oh yeah. So there were so many ways that you could interpret these 
you know, eight steps that we did over and over and over again. And so again, another another evidence that there's so much more being unseen, unspoken on our day-to-day life, right? These were just like under magnifying glass. So um, that was really cool. Um, I'm just looking at my notes. I have so many notes for you guys this week. Um, yeah. Kind of, oh what I wanted to talk about in terms of the language, right? These different language varies. I'm going to say just language varies in general, whether it's the language itself or the body language, right? What I'm talking about with the dance, right? We'll use the words for, for a while. So here we have, and I'll use an example. Um, oh, I'll use the example from the movie. I'll use two examples, yeah. Uh, one of the examples is... Love Actually, the movie Love Actually, and there's a couple, um, one of, he's British, he he goes to the country, French countryside, I believe, but he has this Portuguese um, woman who's helping him, right? And they're starting to fall in love. If you haven't seen the movie, definitely watch it. So they're starting to fall in love, but they can't speak to each other. They don't know each other's language. But they're, you're starting to see that they're having similar conversations to each other. But you can they're starting to read each other's body language, but they're not quite sure because they don't actually know the words, right? So um, I was just thinking of that, of how we can have these words, right, on either side and maybe not quite. There's, a, there's this trust, this grace of the space in between, space in between the words, space in between the exchange. Uh, the other example I was thinking of was my, mom, my grandmother and her husband, Dan, when he was alive. They were both going quite deaf <laughs> um, when he was still alive. And I know what they would, let's basically say they had two different conversations that they didn't know that they were having. They both thought they had the same conversation. So here my grandmother was talking about washing the dishes. And here Dan was, was talking about, you know, making a sandwich for lunch. And they were just continuing to talk to each other. But they had no idea that they were talking about completely different things. <laughs> because they're both somewhat deaf. I'm the only one because I was observing it. And then when they finally realized that they weren't saying the same thing at all, they were having a good laugh because what they realized was that they were having this exchange and that space in between, they just felt the love. They felt the love for each other. Whether they were still kind of like bickering, there was still like this space in between of love, yeah. And another example was the love actually. They're saying actually similar things, but in different languages, but in the space in between there's love, right? So even though we don't always know what the other person is saying, there is this energy of the space in between, right? The energies between one another. And as I shared before, again, kind of with my Airbnb exchange with the woman, there were probably times that she said a whole bunch of stuff that I still didn't quite get and I probably butchered my Spanish and she just sort of nodded her head like oh but we we always just ended up hugging each other and being like oh and laughing so it's that intention right having that intention of what do you want to communicate even if you don't get the actual words down right there will be an un, some sort of understanding, right? Understanding underneath it all, right? What is that intention energetically is something we could think about. 
Um, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Those two, those two ideas. Um, and so some other ways that I was looking at. So the other day I was sitting on La Playa, the beach. Yeah, actually every day I've been sitting on the beach. Barcelona has man-made beaches, but um, here and I just, it's just nice to be like up in a mountain in the city, but then there's also the beach. <laughs> it's really quite special to have that. Uh, but I went, I've been going there every day and I was just sort of watching it because it's a very interesting place, right? It's not, um, it's a little chilly. Like the first day I went, I had my scarf on, I had my layers on, and now today I had my tank top on. So it's, the weather is pretty warm. Um, you know, I don't have a winter coat on necessarily, but it's been um, kind of like fluctuates a little bit throughout the day. And so you go to the beach and I was just thinking like how we communicate, even though I'm not having a conversation with people on the beach, we're still communicating, right? We're still having these different observations about each other or, um, you know, communicating. Are you cold? Are you hot? Right? What layers are you wearing? Here I am. I have my sweater on. I have my scarf, big scarf on my head, around my neck, and a hat on some days. Um, but then the guy next to me, I mean, literally, there was a naked man <laughs> that day, the coldest day. He was walking um, around naked, completely naked, uh, for a photo shoot, I believe. But that's, you know, that's another way we communicate too, is just. How are we expressing our experience of our body, right? Cold, warm, our body language. Are we sitting out, again, just kind of leaning back, very casual, or are we sort of holding ourselves close, right? And closing ourselves off. You know, how you dress is also a way that you communicate your your expression, right? Um, are you very quiet? Are you very contemplative, right? There were some people on the beach who were being really quiet and to themselves like me, writing in a journal, reading, whatever. But then there were other, you know, other people out there who were just having such a great time and very boisterous, right? So we have all these different ways that we are constantly communicating to the world. Yeah, how we're even though we're maybe not speaking something specific, we're still communicating to the world. Um, so those were some of the things that I observed this past week in terms of what's being unspoken and unseen. And I think I'm going to stop there. I have actually more notes, but I sort of feel like there's a lot here for us to look at. So the first one is, is just simply kind of looking back again at your past five weeks, if, you, if you've been following along this, this Movement 109 um, experience. Um, you can look at the seeds that you're planting. Again, how are you a part of the creation of it? Are you holding on to the death grip? Are things being taken away? Or do you need to clear the space for yourself to really see the energy that's there, right? In that, like your intention there. Um, moving forward, taking a leap into the unknown, and then looking back at what you might not have noticed behind you, right? Following the breadcrumbs forward, but then looking back and seeing where it brought you. So that's an, one way you can look at it. Again, you can look at how um, the unseen, the unspoken, the question I asked before was, what is not being spoken? 
what is not being seen yet right are there things that you are trying to hide from others are there things that you're trying to hide from yourself so when we're going and doing this deeper work right we're really again this is called who are you becoming we're we want to be our authentic selves yeah that's definitely a buzzword these days being unique in your authentic self but it's true you know there are so many things that have been layered on top of you know ourselves um, our family society put all these layers on and so we're starting to peel away those layers getting to the core of who we are but as we go deeper and deeper there are some dark places there's some shadows that we don't even want to see for ourselves or maybe we're still kind of holding on and not quite showing to the world so just looking at that just seeing that because what you might start to see as all of this rambling that I've done here today is there are other ways that it's being shown to the world that you might not be aware of. So are there other things that you're, are there other ways that you're communicating to the world your truth that you're trying to hide from everybody else, right? And it's not quite, and they might not know it, right? They not, might not be conscious of it, but there might feel like there's this sort of like misalignment of who you are. Oh, I really like that person, but there's something about, you know, like you've had that experience of like, oh, I really like that person, but there's something about them that just doesn't seem right, right? That might be something that's happening within you, right? You're projecting this, this persona, but there's just something not right because you know that they're consciously or unconsciously, you're still hiding a little bit from from yourself and from the world. And so that's what this work is for this week is kind of looking at looking at, unpacking that a little bit and seeing if you can maybe peel another layer off, right? And there is, there's this great mystery of not really fully seeing ourselves. We never get to see our face. We never get to cut open and see our thoughts. So what can you be curious about? What can you still stay in that playfulness of, in that mystery of, Maybe I'm just not going to know all of myself, yeah? But being conscious of the choices that you're making in terms of how you're expressing yourself. <sighs> so lots of ways of looking at the unseen this week. Um, hope that makes sense. As I've been saying, every day I go to the beach and I'm <sighs> feverishly writing. And so I, ha- I felt like I was able to really dive in deeper this week as opposed to other weeks where I'm, you know, preparing for teacher training or movement 109 or like I really got to dive in and and look at this for my own self but also prepare it for you all so um yeah I had fun with it I learned a lot too again being in this space um I called it Bardolona (laughs) Barcelona is Bardolona yeah that space in between And um, speaking of which, yeah, kind of stepping into the unknown, I had this really great idea today. I'm not sure if I'm ready to share it yet, but I will plant the seed. I um, have plans to, as you all know, to be kind of leaving the Hudson Valley area um, for a period of time, um, starting after April. April is when we finish our teacher training at West Point and I'll do our second level two of Movement 109 at the end of April. Um, But I'm planning on doing a bit more of a nomadic life. And I would like to set up little communities around 
the country and maybe internationally eventually I'd like to be back in Barcelona that's sort of like my end game because I do still feel called to it but I'm going to be spending some time chunks of time in different areas and I have my own list but if you're out there and you're curious about Movement 109 and you want to have a story to tell on our podcast on this podcast here um, reach out because I'm open. Yeah, again, I have my list of communities that I want to go to um, to bring Movement 109, the series, uh, the facilitator training. But, and I'm, re- and what I looked at this past week was what am I really good at besides teaching? Because I feel that I have always been a teacher in some way, a mentor. Even this experience of um, spa- the space in between is me teaching you all in some way, sharing my experiences. Uh, But I'm also really good at bringing communities together. Yeah, I think Nomad did a really beautiful job. I kind of went on my rampage last last week on how I'm jaded by the Hudson Valley because their sense of community is a little different. I'll just say different from mine. Uh, But what I'm very proud of is what we did within Nomad. Yeah. And so I really want to create that again. I believe that we can recreate that again, both online and offline. Yeah, we're doing that really beautiful job online right now, but I think that we can continue to do this offline with live events in in other communities besides the Hudson Valley. So if you are out there and you're not in the Hudson Valley and you want a community like Nomad and you want these tools of Movement 109, um, reach out to me. You can reach out and let me know and let's make it happen because I just want to just keep giving you all as much as I can so that you can really truly live that fuller life with more joy, confidence, and connection. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say today from Barcelona. I will, um, I'll be back next week in New York. Until then, ciao.